Hello everyone, welcome back and happy Monday. We are doing another solo episode this week and I'm coming at you as officially a dental student. That is so crazy. I'm officially a first year or a D1 as they refer to dental students and this episode is going to be all about my orientation, a little bit about my first week of classes and just about um, dental school virtually online and then in general what orientation is like at dental school. So um, before we get into my motivation for the week, I did just want to shout out the social media channel one more time, which is Instagram. That's the way that you guys can communicate with me, see updates, see the schedules for um, upcoming episodes out for months and months from now. And also, that is where I got all the questions for this episode, so I know what you all wanted me to talk about. So make sure you're following on Instagram. It's just at Dental Download Podcast. We have 600 plus followers on there. Our community is growing so strong. And if you're not already following or subscribed on the platform that you're listening to, be sure to do that as well. And the one little thing, my little request for this week is that you all go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, one of you went ahead and left a text review, so I wanted to read that just to say thank you. It said, highly recommend, great tips for pre-dental, dental students, and beyond. Haley is so personable and passionate about what she does, and it shows. Can't wait to see this podcast grow. Check out her YouTube channel, too, if you haven't, especially if you're a pre-dent. So thank you so much for leaving that review. If you guys want to go onto Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to that now, or if you're not even on Apple, if you can just head over to that app and leave it a five-star review, that helps so much because it helps get the podcast to other people that it can be um, helping as well. So it's a really great thing for you guys to do, and I would really, really appreciate it if you did so. But now we're going to talk about my motivation for the week, and then we will get right into the main topic, answering all your questions about dental school orientation and my classes and everything like that. So motivation this week, you're going to hear more about it as we get into the episode, is that I'm motivated by the fact that dental school is a little bit better, smoother, dare I say easier than I thought. I haven't taken any exams yet, obviously, but the content so far, I've only watched like one or two lectures per class, so it's probably going to get harder, but I feel like I have a really strong background from undergrad, so that's had me very motivated and just pleased and satisfied with the courses I chose to take in undergrad and the major I chose, which is human biology. Um, if this is your first time listening, my first four episodes go through my pre-dental experience each year of undergrad, and you can hear all about those experiences and get more info if that's something that you're curious about. So there is no life update in the intro this week because the whole episode is nearly a life update. So I'll be back in a few seconds to talk about the main segment of this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Alrighty, so it is a Friday when I'm recording this, and I just finished my last 
mandatory activity of the day. So I guess you could say I finished my first week of dental school. The way it works is that last week they opened our orientation modules if we wanted to get a head start. And I think a lot of our class did just because we've been stuck inside and at home for months and months and finally had something to do. So I did finish majority of the orientation modules last week. And then Monday and Tuesday were allotted for people to specifically finish those materials. And then we also had a welcome from our dean on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we had um, some more presentations. The live sessions were mostly for diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI office, and different people from that department talked to us. Um, We had one where we watched a film and then had breakout rooms led by older dental students with a few of us first-year dental students to discuss it, and then we went back into the main session and talked about it, which I thought was really helpful because it's a good way to get to meet your classmates Um, Because when you're all on Zoom with 109 of us, you really don't know who's who. But when you're in a room with five or six people, it gives you a better chance to start learning names and faces and getting to know people slightly, even though you're just talking about the material of that specific presentation. And I'm already getting ahead of myself. This is the first question I'm going to answer, which is how did orientation work and what was covered? So I told you guys what the live sessions were, but other than that, there were nine modules and basically the first couple were like, hello, welcome, you're in dental school. And then there was ones from pretty much every department at the school, whether that be CAPS, which is our counseling department. We have a counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call her, right in the dental school, specifically only serving dental students, which I'm very, very excited about. And they actually have you set up a introductory 15-minute appointment with her um, virtually next week. We all had like to sign up for a time slot, which I think is really great because some people might be uncomfortable getting that relationship going or just like uncomfortable setting up a therapy session but I feel like after speaking with her next week I'll have a better feel of if I want to do like a monthly check-in with her maybe every two weeks something like that but I definitely will be utilizing those services because they're there for that reason and then we also have the option to go to the main campus um University of Michigan's CAPS with a bunch of different counselors and therapists and resources if we need those for mental health purposes. Um, They also talked about student services in general, so what that department does, and then they went into different organizations on campus. They went through different policies at the school. We signed some documents. We became very educated on the important topics as well as all of the resources and the people and the departments and the places to go when you need a specific thing is basically a lot of what orientation covered since it was online since University of Michigan is not able to have us D1s there in person. The whole orientation was online, which really wasn't too bad. And like I said, most of it was self-paced, which I personally appreciated because I could take breaks or go through it as fast as I wanted. Um, The person that put it together did a really great job because some of it was videos and then some of it was like reading about like a page and a half or something on the school provided iPads. Um, And those had so many different like gifts built into them and just like funny jokes and things just to keep you entertained and happy throughout the orientation, which I really appreciated. And they had discussion boards and things you had to post like an introduction or like, tell us about what your study space looks like, things like that, that I really appreciated them trying to keep us engaged throughout it, especially with it being, you're going to hear me say this word later, asynchronous, which basically means not live. And then synchronous is the same thing as saying a live um, class or session. So that's pretty much everything about 
orientation, I feel like. They also had a really great module about um, from just graduated students who just finished their fourth year. So they gave us advice throughout all their years, things they did that they thought were great, um, just ways to make the most of dental school, which I really appreciated getting advice from people that have been through it successfully or on the other end and can look back and kind of reflect on their experiences. I feel like that's the main things that were covered at orientation and what really stuck out to me. The next question I got was what was my favorite part of orientation? I'm going to kind of give you two answers because my favorite part about starting dental school has been my class. They're so awesome. They are amazing. I can tell everyone's already so inclusive and collaborative and optimistic despite our circumstances that I know that whenever we do all be normal and in person together and probably the spring um, it's just going to be a really great experience with them for the next four years I guess more like three and a half once we're in person but I'm really really thankful and that's definitely my favorite part about getting introduced to the school, but about the orientation process specifically, I think that my favorite part was probably, like I said, everyone in their videos took the time to just try to be very animated and excited and also concise. No one was rambling. Everything was prepared very well and tried to be as useful as possible, as entertaining as possible, as positive as possible. And that rubbed off on me and made me have a really positive orientation experience, which is, I think, my favorite thing about that. Final plug, if you don't already know, I also make YouTube videos. That was before I even thought of the whole podcast idea, and I did make a video of orientation, and I'm pretty much going to be vlogging every week of dental school, so just my name, Haley Schultz, on YouTube, and it'll be in the description of this podcast if you want a physical video to watch about my dental school experiences. And the next question was dress code for orientation. This student hasn't gotten theirs yet, and they're curious how that worked. Um, Also, dress code for classes, virtually, and once you're in person. So virtually, we don't have any dress code. Um, Also for orientation, it is that same way. They just told us to dress the way you want your professors and your peers to remember you. So don't have your bad head, don't be in your pajamas, but most of us wear sweatshirts, t-shirts, casual clothes, but we're like showered and put together is pretty much how I would describe our appearance and dress code. And if anyone's looking pretty rough or just is not maybe paying full attention during class, people tend to turn their video off during class. There's no requirements to have it on. And yeah, that's pretty much what everyone does for that. And then in person at Michigan, we are required to wear scrubs anytime you're in the dental school, whether that be in lecture or in sim lab or in clinic. And those scrubs don't need to be a specific color or brand. They just need to be a matching top and bottom in color. So people wear pink, green, blue, seal blue, gray, black, anything you want. Um, I brought a few different colors from Figs already, and then I'm going to kind of feel it out. Whenever we do end up getting back in person, like I said, if you can't tell, we don't have a firm answer about fall, which is why I'm not saying anything yet. But once I know more, I will definitely update you guys in an intro to a podcast about what's happening in the fall. And the next question was, did you start with work immediately the first week? Did you have a whole week of orientation? How did that kind of timeline work out? And like I touched on a little bit earlier, we had two days dedicated to orientation and classes started on Wednesday morning. And I'm going to kind of lead you guys into what classes we're taking and how they're presented to us, how often we have them, how long we're in class. Right now, I'm just going to read them off and then give you a brief breakdown of how it's working. So class number one is one credit, Introduction to the Dental Profession. That one we have available on our Canvas right now. And that class I like because we do a live session every Thursday usually for about two hours, I think. And it's nice because we get 
put into breakout rooms with the same group every week. And then again, an older dental student to help us discuss some kind of case study or something along those lines. And then we also have lectures presented to us um, live by the professor. So that's how that course works. And it's usually once a week for about two hours. And then outside of it, there's little writing assignments, discussion posts, reading articles, stuff like that. And then the next class is evidence-based dentistry, also one credit, and that is completely asynchronous, completely online. And a lot of us are planning to do that course entirely in the next week or so. That way we don't have anything else to do for it for the remainder of the semester. Uh, My semester was June 24th until August 15th, by the way. And then August 31st, we're back partially in person, I think, for a partial in-person orientation to do those kind of things that have to be done in person, like taking our headshots, doing a school tour, all that kind of stuff, Um, back on track to classes. The next class is basic biomaterials, one credit. We don't have anything open for that yet. I think it starts like kind of halfway through our summer term. The next one is intro to the function of the oral facial complex, two credits. Um, That class, again, we don't really have much for it yet, but there is a case study presentation where we're put into a small group of, I think, four or five students, and we present at the end of the semester on varying days. And then there's also, I believe, live sessions. But again, that doesn't start till later in our summer summer term, so I don't know much about it yet. The next class is basic histology. That's one credit. And that one is one of the harder classes this summer. And I've taken histology in undergrad, so I'm interested to see how much of that background carries over into this class and how challenging that is for me personally. So updates to come about that one, but that is all pre-recorded lectures and they gave us time in our schedules to work on all of these pre-recorded classes. If you wanted to follow their schedule, you can work on it at that specific time or you can kind of just make your own schedule and do it when you want. They basically have a scheduled eight to five most days with some breaks if you want to be working on the pre-recorded content during those days is pretty much how it looks. And if you want a visual of that, again, check out that YouTube video. But the next class is Introduction to Clinical Skills. That's a quarter of a credit because usually we do the smallest couple things in SimLab in summer term, but since we're not in person, it's just a quarter of a credit. And again, we don't know much about that class yet because it's not posted yet. The next one is Clinical Foundations and Comprehensive Care Clinic. So those, I believe, are going to be just kind of like a couple seminars or something. And again, they're later in the summer as well, so I don't know much about them yet. Then the next class is Dental Anatomy and Occlusion 1. So we've done a few modules for that already, which is the first couple took us through how to use the CEREC machine or the 3D scanning machine, and then how to upload those to um, a specific software so that we can see them on our phones and stuff to see them 3D when we're not in school, and then also how to upload them to a software to view on virtual reality glasses, which are pretty cool that we'll get to use something similar at least involving digital dentistry in the fall when we're back in person so that was kind of a tutorial and then after that we got into the actual course content and the first lecture was all about different naming systems in the world that are used for teeth all different anatomical landmarks mesial distal occlusal like what all these words mean so it was very introductory but things that I don't know so I was happy that they started at the very very basics for us and that class is one credit again completely online but there's quizzes as we go through the modules and then there is a final exam and the final class the kicker of the D1 summer is dental head and neck anatomy. That's 3.25 credits, putting us at 10.5 credits for the summer term. So that class is the one that I said kind of why I'm feeling motivated. 
It's not that it's easy by any means because it's a ton of content and I'll kind of break down how the content is given to us, but I'm just really glad that I took anatomy lab as well as the lecture in undergrad and a lab was a cadaver lab because I can just kind of, it comes back to me a little bit easier when I'm studying than when I had to learn it the first time around. I'm definitely noticing that I don't have to study a specific topic quite as long as I did in undergrad because I think it's deep in my brain somewhere if you guys know what I mean. So for this class, we have a midterm and a final, and then we also have a lab practical midterm and a lab practical final. So the, let's just say, lecture portion for the midterm and final, every week there's two lectures covered. So you have to watch learning objective videos, which are around one and a half hours. And then there's another one since there's two per week. So about three hours of learning objective videos. And then there's also one and a half hours twice, so three hours of dissection videos. That's more so going through cadaveric images and going through the list of structures that we need to be able to identify for the practical portion of the class. So it's about six hours of content per week to watch, and then you have to go through and learn everything, obviously, and that's what takes the bulk of the time, in my opinion, is the learning process. So I'm using Anki cards, a D2, pass them down to our class to use, a complete set that he made, which is super, super helpful. And then I need to watch some tutorials about how to make my own cards. That way I can add missed questions from review sessions or stuff like that into those decks. But that's what I've been using. And I would say it takes, again, another probably three hours to get through each lecture of Anki cards. And there's, I believe, seven or eight lectures for the midterm and then seven or eight more to the final. So it's a lot of content and that's a lot of hours. So that's about six hours per lecture, if that makes sense. So 12 hours per week when you put in studying, which isn't the worst thing ever since this is our main challenging class. But then aside from the Anki cards, I've been using my iPad to review the content. I put the cadaveric images in there and then the labeled images, I kind of cover up the labels and then try to test myself if I can label them myself. And then once I master that, you need to be saying, okay, what is the action of this muscle? What innervates this muscle? Um, what does this artery drain into? Those are kind of questions, second order questions you need to be asking yourself. So that's pretty much anatomy um, for the live part. I forgot the most important part. Two sessions a week. So each lecture has a live session review pretty much. So it's an hour and you can tune into a 9 a.m. session or an 11 a.m. session just for the purpose of people being in different countries and states and time zones. Most of our class does go to the 9 a.m. session though and the professors are there. They're there to answer questions and they also give us around eight practice questions which are exam style, exam difficulty. Today we had them. I I got seven out of eight, right, let's say. So I felt pretty good going through those past study techniques that I just told you that allowed me to get seven out of eight. So I was like, okay, probably doing the right thing. So I'm going to try to keep up with that for all of these lectures. And I know that was a very in-depth explanation of head and neck anatomy, but some people were very curious about how studying is working, how much time I put into it. So there you go. That's the answer to how many hours a day am I studying. But um, as for all my other classes, how much time I put into those, I would say most classes for the pre-recorded lectures is usually an hour, two hours of content per like lecture per module. And then there's anywhere from one or two lectures or modules per week. Like histology, I believe is two hours of a lecture and then you have another hour in the pre-given schedule to kind of review. And then I haven't really gotten into studying for histology yet, so I'm not sure how much time that's going to take me, but 
Like I said, head and neck anatomy was the main beast to figure out a study technique for. And the next podcast that I do as a solo episode is going to be about that midterm for anatomy. So you'll have a better idea of what my study techniques were like, how they played out, how difficult the test was and everything in the next solo episode later on in August. And I'm going to have to leave you guys with a TBD as the answer for how many hours a week I'm studying since it's only been three days of classes so far. I'm truly not sure for all of the other classes other than head and neck. So in the intros to upcoming episodes, I will update you guys about my study habits and how I'm keeping up with everything. But the next question is, how do these online classes compare to undergrad? And if you couldn't guess already, it's not necessarily that they're all that much more difficult. It's similar content, maybe a little more in depth, but it's the amount of it. So anatomy in undergrad was two lectures a week, I believe, for an hour and a half each. So three hours a week, and that was four credits. And here it's, what did I say, about three credits, but it's six hours a week of content plus the six hours a week of studying. So it's just a lot more time consuming and a lot longer lectures for less credits. Um, The way credits work, like in the fall, we're going to be taking closer to 30 credits. So you can imagine whatever I'm telling you right now times three. (laughs) So lots and lots of school and studying and hours absorbing content and then hours trying to review and learn and retain that content. So I would say the classes aren't much harder. There's definitely some that require less time that are just straight up memorizing or that we have quizzes to kind of buffer your grade and they're open notes. And then um, one thing that you can see if you watch this upcoming vlog on my YouTube about my first week of classes, so not the orientation video, I kind of show you a little bit in one of the syllabi that everything is competency-based in dental school. So to graduate, you need to be competent in this long list of different areas or skills, whatever you want to call it. And most of our classes this summer are for the purpose of introduce. That's the level of competency that we are going to be at for a lot of these skills. It's called introduction or introduce. So obviously we're not really mastering anything in this few weeks of summer, but it's just kind of laying a foundation, getting us familiar with terminology and different concepts. That way, as we progress in the next four years, we'll be a little bit more prepared, which is one reason I'm really glad that they do a summer term at Michigan. Most dental schools in the country start at the end of August, like when we go in for our fall term or mid-August, if they have a week of orientation, something like that. They're all a little different, but that's why I really like that we have a summer term because it's warming us up. The 10 credits instead of like 28 credits, one pretty hard class, um, one really hard class, and then a few others just getting us familiar with dentistry, terminology, patients, our classmates. So I'm really grateful to have the summer term to kind of get the ball rolling, warm me up before we get thrown into the deep end with all of those credits in the fall. So the next question is, how do I feel with classes being online? Um, You can watch some of my, not watch, but listen to some of my older podcasts when I was freaking out about comparison, about dental school being so hard and all that stuff. But I think that I've accepted it. I'm processing. And the best thing for my mental health is really to focus day to day. Obviously, I have a planner and I plan out this week and next week and all that. But When I wake up in the morning, for the most part, I try to think about this day, making the most of this day, maintaining my sanity and well-being in this day. I've been going for so many walks. I 
try to go on like one or two walks a day. I probably walk like four or five miles a day and I have my podcasts, I have music and that is like keeping me sane. So I don't really know what I'm going to do when there's bad weather. Hopefully quarantining is over by winter 2021. Fingers crossed because I need my walks and it is snowy in Michigan. So I would say I don't feel amazing about it, but I think that our class is making the most of it. We're super communicative on our Slack, which is like kind of like a group me um, platform. And I would just say it's really not all that bad. I was really nervous about it, but it's going better than I thought it would. That kind of already answered the next questions. What am I excited about and what am I nervous about? Nervous, I pretty much just covered it like seeing how studying goes, seeing if I can keep up with it, all that is obviously in my mind. But like I said also before, I'm motivated and optimistic that I'm going to be okay because these first few days of classes went well. So hopefully nothing to be nervous about. Excited. Um, just like I said, eventually getting to be with my classmates, meet them, find my friends, um, and also getting involved. That leads into the next question. How are you getting involved online? How does that work with clubs? What clubs you're interested in? I will briefly, briefly read off um, a good chunk of the clubs after at our dental school. There's so many. And then I'll also let you know which ones I'm joining, which ones I've already been to events for, and how they introduce the clubs to us. All right, so coming at you in alphabetical order, I'm going to cruise through these. American Association of Public Health Dentistry, American Academy of Pediatric Dentists, American Association of Women Dentists, Alpha Omega, ADEA, ASDA, Bridge of Disciplines, Christian Dental Association, Cosmetic Dental Association, Dental Student Business Association, Delta Sigma Delta, Dental Students for Sustainability, Give Kids a Smile, Hispanic Dental Association, Institute for Healthcare Improvement, Academy of LDS Dentists, Michigan Dental Device Club, Michigan Dental Student Research Group, Muslim Student Dental Association, Ortho Club, Oral Surgery Student Association, Perio and Pross Club, Special Care Dentistry Association, Student Endodontics Association, SNDA, Scholarship Scholars Program and Dental Leadership. Few. So that's a good chunk of them. And there's obviously even more than that, but those are all the ones that made videos for our virtual student organization fair. So they all made like 30 second to a minute video introducing themselves. And then every club is doing a lunch and learn, which is basically a over our lunch period, which is from 12 to 1. They are going to get on Zoom. And while we're eating lunch, present about the organization, maybe have a speaker come, have their e board talk, tell us about the different events they do throughout the year. And the ones that I'm already kind of involved in is CDA, the Christian Dental Association. They do weekly Bible studies, and I just went to one last night, and they're all so, so nice. I'm really excited to have that kind of community. The next one is um, the American Association of Women Dentists, so AAWD. I went to one meeting on Zoom a couple weeks ago where an oral surgery resident spoke. They're all female speakers, obviously, and I'm really excited to be more involved in that and go to more meetings. The other one that I emailed to be on the email list for is Alpha Omega, which is one of the three dental frats. There's Alpha Omega, so AO, Delta Sigma Delta, DSD, and then Zips. Um, DSD was actually founded at UMish, which is really cool, but they're co-ed dental fraternities. DSD is a little bit more social focused than AO. AO is um, service and more academic oriented. So that's the one I'm going to join, but they also have social events and you can go to the DSD events without being a member. You just pay like an entry fee versus if you're a member, you pay like a larger sum of dues and then don't pay entry fees and you get other benefits basically. The other club that I'm interested in is 
pretty much a lot of them. I'm planning on going to all the lunch and learns for anything that seems interesting, like the um, special care dentistry one, so individuals with special needs. And I'm also really interested in SNDA. And then Dental Students for Sustainability sounds really cool. Dental Business Association sounds really cool. So a lot of them do, and then a lot of the different specialties, because I'm pretty sure I want to be a general dentist, but it's not going to hurt to learn about different specialties and hear from different speakers. So I'll probably be going to a lot of meetings, especially when they're virtual on Zoom. It's so easy to tune in. So I'm planning on being pretty broadly involved, but those first couple I mentioned are ones that I definitely want to get more deeply involved with. And then also ASDA is something that gave a lot to me as a pre-dental student going to the pre-dental days at various dental schools through the pre-dental committee of ASDA, which is the American Student Dental Association. So I'd like to kind of be involved in that as well and kind of pay it forward for everything that I got from ASDA by giving it back to other pre-dental students. So I'll probably be pretty involved in that as well. Phew, so that was a lot. That was a big topic, a big episode, but that's pretty much everything. Next time I do a dedicated episode to dental school, like I said, I'm going to have a solo episode soon about interviews, but the next dental school update episode will be after my anatomy midterm, which is in July. So you guys can look forward to that and I can give more insight on studying and feedback to how difficult exams were from my own perspective. That's obviously all I can ever offer on solo episodes is my own perspective. And that's why I love to bring on guests at various stages in dentistry so that I can share other people's perspectives. I know that going into the fall semester, I definitely have some classmates and stuff that I want to bring on the podcast because they've had totally different experiences than myself and I'd love to share those. But overall, I am feeling really good about starting out. I'm optimistic for the future and I am so thankful for all of you for um, being here, supporting me, listening to me and just for everything that you've given me by listening to this podcast. It's really just blowing my mind how many people we were reaching, how many people were helping. And I got so many DMs on the last episode about comparison. So thank you for the support and the camaraderie, I guess, in all realizing that we all have highs and we all have lows. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And I can't wait to talk to you next Monday.